Welcome to 10 Years Out. It's my 10 Years Out, but this is my podcast with uh, stories from my queer community. My name is Sam. My pronouns are she, her, and I identify as queer. And here with me today is my friend, Kevin Garcia. The Kevin Garcia. (laughs) Because that's what, because like just KevinGarcia.com was taken. (laughs) Had to put a V on it. Hi, I'm so happy to be with you. Thank you. Kevin and I met 10 years ago. Yeah. 10 years. Which is so so wild because it was like, like really shortly after... I came out too. So like I um like this is going to be like my ninth summer out of the closet. Mm-hmm. Which is so wild like mm-hmm. Yep. Well, happy almost 10 years to you. Thanks. Living our best life. <laughs> so, uh what are your pronouns? How do you identify and how long have you been out? All though you just answered that. Uh my na- my pronouns they them most of the time. I really tell people like I know that I look like a dude. I'm non-binary though. So if you remember they, them, great. If you misgender, if you don't use the right ones, I'm not going to correct you. But it does feel good to hear they, them pronouns. Um, I mostly just, for me, they don't feel that all that important, personally. Um, identify as queer and non-binary. Um, yeah, that's cool. I th- those were the questions. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, and what do we need to know about you, about your story, before talking about what you've learned since coming out? Mm. Uh, the the quick and dirty. Uh, grew up Southern evangelical. Was an ex-gay for ten years. Like I identified as ex-gay for ten years. I was a part of Exodus International, which if you need to look that up, you can look up the <laughs> Pray Away documentary. Uh, watch it with a box of tissues and your therapist number on hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the thing I would want people to know is that, uh, yeah, grew up evangelical. So that just, you know, flavors the whole soup, if you will. Mm-hmm. And um, I am now at a place where my spirituality is just so, so different, super expansive and has every, like, you know, everything I learned about myself was like, kind of like based around my spirituality so like you know I'm I'm, I'm 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 like unfortunately one of those like one of those weirdos who wants to talk about like the deep shit all of the time it's kind of annoying <laughs> um, also why I'm not good at casual dating <laughs> okay so the things we need to know about you you're not good at casual dating group evangelical yeah. you were ex-gay for 10 years <laughs> yes and I um uh, I'm half Mexican. That's also a thing. I'm mm-hmm. a Scorpio. Mm-hmm. I take medication to manage my anxiety and depression. As needed. Yes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I live in Atlanta, Georgia. Maybe that's, I don't know if you need to know that, but like, it's a thing. Anything that you want to tell us, we need to know. <laughs> okay. So if you want to get into the meat, I know, the you, meat. Like, I know you like the meat. Oh, I, I do love Mason meat. Took me a while to admit it, but when I finally did, it set me free. Hallelujah. <laughs> what have you learned since coming out? I'll, I'll start with like one about 
how I move, like what I learned about moving through the world and then how I learned about what I learned about living with myself. Yeah. And what I learned about moving through the world is that there is no sense in hiding who you are for very long because A, people can see through it. Even you, you can think that you're so fucking sneaky, but guess what? Like a lot of people can see through your own, like people can see through your bullshit before you can most of the time. <laughs> and so there, the thing I learned about is, is like, there's no sense in me trying to hide because like, even if I am trying to hide, I'm, it's super obvious that I'm queer. I just, I don't pass very well, you know, as straight. Mm -hmm. And so there was a point in my life where I was still editing myself and like trying to fit myself into what I thought it meant to be a gay man, TM. And mm -hmm. then also on top of that, what are other gay men going to find attractive? Mm -hmm. You know, can I be femme and still be a gay man or be a queer person? Like, you know, I was, I was, also, like I was, you know, developed like a weird little like body dysmorphia moment because I thought I had to fit into something else and be be as real as you can. And by that, I mean, what do you like? What about you embarrasses you still? And how are you going to get over it? Mm -hmm. Because if you're embarrassed of any part of you, like that's data. Why are you embarrassed about who you are or what you like or how you present? It's just well, because people are going to make fun of me. Of course, people are going to make fun of you. That's what people fucking do. Mm -hmm. But there's also people who are going to look at you and say, oh my God, you're perfect. Oh my God, you're magical. Oh my God, I wish I could be as brave as you. Mm -hmm. I wish I could wear that in public. I wish, I wish. And some people don't know how to do that. Queer people, we get the magical opportunity to show other people what it is to be ourselves. Mm. And going back to a little bit of your backstory. Um, mm -hmm. First, you came out as gay, but cis, right? Yeah, a very cis gay man. Yeah, and then later you had a, a non-binary coming out. Yeah, I started to understand that I wasn't strictly a man. Mm -hmm. And the way that I wanted to express myself, I'm just like, well, I feel more comfortable with my nails painted. Mm -hmm. I feel more comfortable when my hair is long and I feel... I have this desire to be pretty and I want to wear like more feminine clothing and I want to, you know, and it's one of those things where it's just like, but you still have a beard and a penis. So are you non-binary? I'm like, yeah, I'm still non-binary because the way that I am expressing myself in the world does not fit into a strict, like what it strictly means to be male according to standards. Mm. There's no wrong way to be human. You know, first it was no, there's no wrong way to be a man, mm -hmm. which I still think is true. But then like, yeah. it just expanded like, the way for me to learn how to be expressed the, you know, being a good man is actually learning how to be a good woman, mm. learning how to be the fullness of both because like femininity and masculinity exist within everybody. And then True. it, you know, combines to create this beautiful secret third thing, if you will. <laughs> and that's what I feel like some secret weird third thing that doesn't have language yet. Yeah. And I, but it was once I realized that like, when I'm trying to be masculine, if it's not coming from a place of pleasing myself, mm. I'm putting on a front. My weirdo self, it's like, everybody thinks it's dope. What a concept. People yeah. like me. Yeah, it's a good, that's a good first lesson. I think the other part, like, like that kind of like leads really nicely into like living with myself is like, I am responsible for my life. And that's really nice. 
Mm. in some ways. Some people think responsibility equals like a cage, but responsibility really just means the ability to respond. And I understand that I can respond to anything however I want to now. I'm no longer trapped by an expectation or uh, family things or uh, a religion trying to put me into a box. Like I can truly respond however I want to. And also I'm not relying on, you know, quote unquote, some Santa Claus in the sky to come make all my wildest dreams come true. I am responsible for that. Mm -hmm. I am responsible for how I feel and how I love and how I move. And like, I didn't think that was, I, mm -hmm. I was before. I used to think like happiness was God's business and I'm just here suffering on the earth. I'm like, no, no, no. We move the responsibility from heaven to here and life becomes a lot sweeter. Mm -hmm. Going back to your first point about please dressing how you want and mm -hmm. being who you want to be, being who you are. Um, last summer when I shaved my head, I mm -hmm. feel like I had a similar kind of experience, a similar kind of freeing experience because I could obviously see people's uh, reactions to me. Um, most of the women were very like, love your hair, love your hair, mm -hmm. love your hair, mm -hmm. super supportive. And a lot of the men just looked scared. <laughs> because you don't fit into what it means to be a polite member of society. Yeah, yeah. Or just, yeah, they didn't know, they didn't know what to do with me. Um which I was fine with. I've reached a point in my life mm. where I am fine expressing myself. I'm a fine not shaving my legs and having people look at my leg hair and mm -hmm. going through, you can see the cogs turning in their head. Like huh. they're thinking, what's wrong with that person? Right, and it's like, she doesn't shave. Is she one of those? Is she one of those trans people? Is she one? Well, who is she? Is she one of those militant feminazis right so many so many options for what i could be and nobody nobody ever asks me <laughs> what are you who are you yeah um, that's the thing they're they're always more apt to just stare because for some reason ignorance has been pathologized and so just like if i don't understand something it it almost just like people feel bad. And so when like they feel bad, they like close up and just like end up staring at you because mm -hmm. I don't know, there's this fear of there's, I don't know this. It's weird. Yeah. It's, it's like a so fear many of the unknown. It's a fear of the difference. It's yeah. Or they've just been taught that it's wrong. So. Yeah. You know, women, as far as I know, apparently heads are supposed to be covered and they're supposed to remain silent, but <laughs> whoops, whoops, a daisy. <laughs> This past weekend, I was um, outside in nature, walking across a bridge, and there were a ton of other people there. And this man who was walking in front of me with, like, his small child and his wife, presumably, um, mm -hmm. the man was wearing uh, a kilt. And it was either a kilt or kilt-like. Mm -hmm. And I know nothing about this man. I was just, I just noticed that he was wearing a kilt or a skirt, and I was like, mm -hmm. oh, that's cool. Coming towards him was this other man who was a little bit older, but they were pretty much peers. And mm -hmm. this older man was dressed in very Southern garb, like t-shirt, graphic t-shirt with 
Confederate flag on it. Mm-hmm. He had a, a very well-worn baseball cap. Um, he was also with his wife and small child. And they passed each other. Nothing happened. And there mm-hmm. was no like interaction between the two men. But I watched. I could see the southern man's eyes, mm-hmm. the older man's eyes, just like looking, looking, scanning, moving past. And then mm-hmm. immediately like talking to his wife and like pointing back and like so did, much did you see that right exactly and so much like scorn and disdain just in the look that was communicated to his wife damn <sighs> it's so funny it's like people really get bent out of shape about other people period mm-hmm. it's like i don't know this person i'm just just the mere sight of them just infuriates me because i think uh, conservatives have been trained by their media and by their leaders to have that level of disgust built into it because mm-hmm. that automatically it's just like that person's wearing a skirt. They must be trans. They must be a groomer. They must be like, and it just goes automatically into this fear response mm-hmm. of, I want to stop this person from hurting my family, mm-hmm. even though that's just a man with his kid and his partner walking mm-hmm. through a park. Yep. They want to make everything into something. This is like mm-hmm. mountains and molehills, baby. Gotta get your eyes checked. Yep. Which also reminds me of something else that happened last summer when I shaved my head. Mm. I was out in public. This this interaction also happened on a bridge, and this past interaction happened while crossing a bridge on foot. Um, that is a side note, doesn't doesn't mm. matter to anything. Or does it? I don't know. Bridging, bridging, bridging the gap. Bridges, moments where we're like walking across <laughs> into different territories. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> Crossing so, rivers and boundaries. My head shaved. It's some color, purple, pink. I don't know what color it was at that point. Um, But walking towards me was this 10-year-old, 10-ish-year-old person, not sure of the gender. Mm-hmm. And their two parents, um, male, female, presenting. Mm-hmm. Um white and mm-hmm. this little 10 year old who you could just tell is like doing their thing like trying to live their life living their expression you know they're 10 they're probably i don't know what their yeah. actual experience Ten in and life. being cool and just being 10 yeah but we made eye contact and just like the acceptance and like the the immediate mm. acceptance from this 10 year old like that's my person that's one of my people i could mm-hmm. see it in their eyes and they felt i mean i might be projecting this but they felt that it seemed like they felt a little more comfortable like oh that's that's an older i could be when i'm older mm-hmm. i could be like i could be like that person with the shaved head it's the real recognizing real it was that... so yeah. And to think that I might be able to be a mentor or um, a role model to some young queer person was just such a profound moment in my life. Yeah, that's it is truly a gorgeous thing being out as long as we have. Hmm. The Someone told me one time that like we give people the opportunity and the privilege of going second Mm. so it's like Mm. I think that's why coming out stories and sharing about just like the ups and downs of actual queer life is still so important and not just focusing on like 
I love being catty and, you know, kikiing with the girls and being silly, but making space for the folks who like, this is still new, you know, this is still fresh. And I remember like when I first came out of the closet and I was still, you know, trying, I don't know, like. Searching for anything that felt like similar. Yeah. And I, and I feel like 10 years ago, there wasn't a whole lot, Mm-mm. at least in our realm. Cause like the queer and Christian or queer spiritual thing wasn't like, it was, all, there was a dichotomy between religion and mm-hmm. queerness. I think, I mean, not exclusive and not everywhere, but by and large, I think at least in my mind, yeah. I didn't think it was possible until 10 years ago. Right. And yeah, that was too. kind of the time when we both were like, it is, it's like, not only is it possible, but there's people who have been doing this thing and being happy yeah you can just be you you can just love you know as mary oliver says let the soft animal of your body love what it loves but we get to do that and i love being able to tell people i'm like no matter where it's never too late it's never too late to come out it's never too late to begin living in a way that makes you feel good is that like, is that the answer to what do you think people need to know? Ah, uh, yeah, maybe that could be a good one. People need to. I think like it really is never too late to begin again. It's never too late to uh, ask questions. It's never too late to change your mind or your pronouns or even your identities. Like you are a creature that is becoming constantly you could never be stuck in one spot so why do you expect yourself to like you know again like you know we think it's like i've arrived i've come out of the closet i've got it there's no arrival point because you're never going to get it done because it's never over Mm -hmm. in the best way you don't have to figure it out you get to enjoy it that's the i think that's the thing is like when you can stop trying to figure your life out and you start enjoying it that's when life gets really sweet Mm. I'm going to think about that. I I think the phrase coming into my mind right now is if you were, if there was anything that I would want people to know, it is this, and it is, there is great love for you here. Because this love that I experience and that we can experience is not, is unconditional. It might feel like that person across from you who isn't accepting you or loving you is the end all be all, especially if it's a parent, especially Mm. if it's a spiritual community, especially if it's a loved one, that rejection feels so deep and it should feel painful because it is. And it is not the end of the story because my God, like when I first came out, my mother was not having it. She told me that we were going to beat this. Like it was some kind of cancer, like, Mm. And then put me in ex-gay therapy because that's what she thought that she needed to do in order to protect my soul. And it did take time, but she's come around. And I'm not saying that's going to happen for every single parent out there. Yeah. But what I, what I am saying is that I wasn't counting on her to come around. Mm. I was choosing to live my life to the fullest in the joy of who I was created to be. And then I eventually just said to her, this is who I am. If you want a relationship with me, you can work on that, but I, I can't change anymore. You need to figure out, and this is something I said to my mother to her face, you got to figure out why you're so uncomfortable with me. You got to figure out why you treat me differently because I'm different. 
this is not unconditional love. Do you realize that? Mm -hmm. But all that to say for the person who is experiencing incredible heartache, um, I would say that this will not last forever. Oh my God. If I could also put another truth out there. Do it, do it. Suffering, nothing lasts forever. Not even suffering, not even death. And I'm not saying that because I believe in eternal life or whatever, but I believe that nothing, just nothing lasts forever. And if I can hold on to that, that even this shitty thing that I'm experiencing right now cannot last forever because nothing does, nothing in this natural world, this manifest world lasts forever in the way that we think of forever because we can't actually think of forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's for me such comfort in that is like, oh, even though this is painful, even though I'm really going through it, I know that I'm not alone in this. I know that other people have suffered in similar ways. And is there anything I can do right now to alleviate this, to like reach out for some support, yep. to find the people who do feel like home, who are going to celebrate me in my journey? If you could go back and tell yourself something, what would you tell yourself? Um, wear the lipstick. Mm. I would say wear the dress. I would say, you know, color your hair earlier, paint your nails, wear the skinny jeans, wear the skinny jeans sooner than you think. Like I had all these points through like, oh my gosh, especially if I could go back to like my young, young self, like when I first realized, Mm -hmm. oh, I would tell him like, boy, like, you know you're okay. You know this is fine. And then you let other people's voice in and you let other people's voice replace the voice of love within. What you knew with your whole gut. Trust it. You don't know everything, but damn, you know a lot. Wear the lipstick. Wear the eyeshadow. Experiment with the clothes. Like, Be as weird as you fucking are, you little weirdo. <laughs> because man, like, if you can figure it out, because like, all of those attempts, I look back at my middle school stuff, I was like, damn, like my style was shitty because like I'm trying to fit into something that right. I'm not. Right. Oh, and then once I started embracing myself, I'm like, oh, there she is. What a hottie. Also, go with Lee to the prom. Aww. You wanted to go with Lee anyways, but you went with Chelsea. But Lee, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. So go to prom with Lee, everybody. Go to prom <laughs> with who you wanted to. My favorite. That's great. Yeah. Do you have mm-hmm. this? I'm going to put you on a, on the spot for this. Please. Love it. Do you have a quote or a song lyric that you would like to leave the listeners with? Yes, I do. It's my favorite poem. It's by Lucille Clifton. And it's called, Won't You Celebrate With Me? And it goes like this. Won't you celebrate with me what I have shaped into a kind of life? I had no model. Born in Babylon, both non-white and woman, what did I see except, oh, excuse me, what did I see to be except myself? I made it up. Here on this bridge between starshine and clay, my one hand holding tight to my other hand. Come celebrate with me that every day something has tried to kill me and has failed. That's so good. Won't you celebrate with me that something has tried every day, something has tried to kill me and has failed. 
bitch, if you are a queer person living in this world, I want you to just take that with you and make that your prayer. Celebrate that every day something is rising up to kill us, to try and diminish us, to try and take away our rights, to try to like keep us small. But the only thing that when you push against something, like the way that like all these conservatives are pushing against love, what you're, the only thing that you're saying to the universe is actually, I need more love right now because I'm put, like, I need more love. I need mm. more love. And that's mm-hmm. what's happening here. Like this, this hate that we're experiencing is going to manifest tenfold mm. the love that we need to make it through. So celebrate. I will celebrate with you, Kevin. And I'll celebrate with you, Sam. And all of the listeners will celebrate with you too. Yeah. Well, so like, uh, I just love that poem. yep in fact anyone who is in austin on june 13th you can come celebrate my coming out yay (laughs) for my 10 years yeah congratulations what a fucking time i know what a journey yeah and how cool i think this is a cool project i'm really really jazzed about it yeah thanks for thinking of me to be a part of it it's so sweet of course of course i mean you were there in the beginning (laughs) Shit, Tammy, when I tell you, people don't know about Tammy and Clem. That's another podcast for another time. Shit. <laughs> yeah. To all the listeners, celebrate. Celebrate, celebrate, celebrate. Oh, that's gonna yes. be the name. That's gonna be the name of this episode. Yes. Love. <laughs> Queer love, love, celebration. Love. Come on now. <laughs> all right. Bye. I'll see you later, sweet friend. Mwah. Oh, 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 oh,